In Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright is going to discuss the importance of planning for the future. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I am joined now by Eleanor Coleman, who is Principal Partner and Founder of the Financial Empowerment Group at St. James Place, to continue our regular series of discussions on how we can all be empowering ourselves better financially. And this time we're going to look at some investment planning. Thanks for joining me again, Eleanor. Good morning, Carolyn. Thank you for having me. So I think we want to start with a bit of Investment 101 for today and looking at the different asset classes. Uh, let's kick off with the, the two major ones, uh, bonds and equities and the big differences. So I think people who are not very familiar with um, working in banking or uh, looking at investments, when they hear things like bonds, equities, commodities, cryptocurrencies, they tend to glaze over it and ignore it. But it's actually a lot simpler than it looks. So if I was to say what an equity is, it's essentially a share. So if I look around and I look at my phone, for example, so if I think Apple are going to do well, they're going to release the iPhone 15, I think it's going to do brilliantly. I could buy an Apple stock and with that share, I'll get a, a, a percentage of the profits. If that phone doesn't go well, then if it goes down, then obviously the value of that share goes down as well. Bonds are slightly different. What a bond is, is essentially a loan from the public. So a good example of this might be when KCR wanted to join up with MTR. They put out some bonds for the public so they could uh, borrow money from the public to do their construction. And they paid a coupon rate, which is the same as an interest rate. So essentially they were paying between 3 and 5% to people who were loaning their money uh, over the long term. Now, there are different sort of risks associated with each, with each of these. I think a lot of the talk this you know, past few weeks has been about uh, property and defaults on bonds from various developers in mainland China. So, so how do the risks on bonds compare to those on equities? So equities is very much dependent on where the stock is and the company that the stock is involved with. So using Apple as the example, again, if you think Apple is a good company that's well run, that is in a market that is very uh, looked after and with a lot of regulation, then that might be a good place to go for. Bonds are slightly different because what you're buying into is either the government or the company or the uh, government organisation. So using my example of KCR, the KCR is backed up by the Hong Kong government, which makes it relatively safe. If you're lending money, if you're lending your money to a company that is not backed up by a government, there's obviously a little bit more risk. And those risks are... Um, basically given a, a, a letter of the alphabet by um, the, the ratings agency. So you can see how, how risky a bond is based on the rating. So if it's an A, it's safer than a C, for example. But in, in no cases here, are you actually guaranteed your money back? No. With investment, there's always a sense of risk. So essentially what you're doing is you are swapping the security for cash under the mattress for the potential to get a better return. Got it, got it. So let's talk now about the common challenges people experience when it comes to starting their investment journey. Because I think a lot of people are quite nervous uh, about doing this because precisely of those risks that are involved. Well, look, you've worked really hard for your money and the idea of someone taking it from you because of something that's outside your control is terrifying. What I always say, though, is that the main thing that people really worry about is the, the huge amount of information because you can go on the internet now. So if I were to Google, should I buy a stock in Apple? You'd get a thousand people immediately saying you're a genius and a thousand people immediately saying you're an idiot. And so what I'd probably do is put it on the back burner and not think about it if, if I was feeling very unsure about things. Um, we did a survey recently and 59% um, of people in Hong Kong say that their financial needs are fairly complex. And for a lot of people, what when that was sort of delved deeper, it meant that they didn't really understand what they were 
doing and how to get to where they want to be, basically. So when it comes to financial empowerment, um, what we tend to do is we, we sit down and we work out where do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? Where are you now and where do you want to go? And I think what you're talking about also is getting a sense of balance. I think you, you've been highlighting, you know, buying one particular company's stock, but actually you should probably be considering a range of different investment products and companies to, to get involved with. Absolutely. So what I do with a lot of clients is we look at funds so that the fund manager is the person who is the, the designated grown up and makes the decisions. But what you do is you choose a fund manager or a fund company that you think is going well and that you think that you can trust and they then diversify their those assets. So essentially what they're doing is they're buying lots of different shares. So if you've got Apple and then another couple of companies, if one goes up, one might go down and it means that you're diversified. So the more companies and the more countries and the more areas you have and the more assets you have in different areas, the more diversified you are and the, the less of the risk overall. Because you're balancing it out across those. So let's move on to achieving financial freedom. I think that's a goal many of us probably aspire to. And what are the must-dos for us to get there? Well, I think it, it's a very different uh, aspiration for each person. So it might be that your aspirations are that you want to buy a family home in the next X number of years. It might be that you want to send your kids to university. It might be that you want to feel more like a grown-up by getting your will sorted out and making sure that you've got good health insurance, good life insurance and that kind of thing. So what I do is a very holistic um, sit down with clients and what we do is we sort of work out where you are now. So that includes what, what assets you have, what money comes in every month, what are your spending, but also what are your debts and what do you want for your family so if you are a single person in hong kong your needs will be very different from a married person uh, someone who is widowed someone who's getting divorced someone with kids someone without kids and so that's one of the things that's that's really important about being a financial advisor is to sit down and really get to know clients and work out what they want and why and then from that we can uh, build a plan to get to where they want to be and this sounds like very sensible advice that, like you mentioned earlier, you go on the internet and there's basically information overload. So it sounds like it's always good to have a sit down with someone who is professionally qualified in the field yeah, for it, some advice. I mean, I'm obviously slightly biased because that's what I do all day. <laughs> um, I would say definitely come and see me. But um, sitting down with someone, even if it's just someone in your circle of friends who you think they're doing OK, they seem to understand the finances. Um, the, the, the main issue with money is that it's a very taboo topic. People don't like to talk about it people are scared to talk about it but having a private chat with someone you think is doing well and finding out what they do is is a good way to start and it it might be that it's someone in your family and it might be someone that uh, you 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 know you know at work or you know in your social circle but finding someone to talk to is always a good sign and anyone is always always of course welcome to come and have a chat with me uh, but you've always probably got to bear in mind that though your friend might be very trustworthy, they may have different goals to yourself. They might have an agenda as well. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, everyone has a different agenda. But also, uh, if someone, for example, is very well off, they might have a very different investment strategy from someone who is putting away a very small amount of money on a monthly basis. They have more capacity to lose. But also, um, if you are saving for a very specific goal, so, for example, paying for a big purchase uh, like a house, uh, like a holiday, like a wedding, you don't have the capacity to lose that money over the short term. When it comes to things like retirement, you're looking at very long term goals. So with that, if it goes down in the short term, it's not that big a deal because you don't need the money for 10, 20, 30 years. Got it. 
Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much for your insights today. That's Eleanor Coleman, who is Principal Partner and Founder of the Financial Empowerment Group at St. James Place.